Hey everyone, this is Sathak from Roadrunner Racing Co. India with Kevin, of course. Today, we're here with Steer Racing from MSRIT. Um, boys, if you can go ahead one by one, introduce yourself, that would be great. Bharat, why don't you go? All right. Hi, guys. I'm Bharat. Um, like we started this team way back in uh, 20, 2016. 2015, when we kind of joined the, uh, when I started my engineering, and um, I graduated in 19, and uh, I'm currently working in data and analytics. But uh, uh, this thing, yeah, uh, style is like a very special part of me. Uh, we started this mainly to ensure that like we do like uh, we focus things on design and uh, make sure the other elements also fall into place. But like the way we have developed over time has been really good. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, what about you? Like, what role do you play in the team? Hi, so uh, I'm Pranav, and I actually carried over the team from Bharat, uh, and I was the captain for uh, the year 2019 20, mm -hmm. uh, during which uh, yeah we participated in two competitions Formula Bharat and Formula Green. And then, um, uh, customarily, I handed over the team to Hassan and he's uh, in charge of the team right now. So it's a generation of three years captaincy right here. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, Hassan, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm Hassan. I'm in, currently I'm in third year mechanical engineering, so I have one more year. So, and uh, currently I'm leading the team, uh, the team of 38 members. So right now we are having a, like we are having video calls and we are meeting. So, you know, right, or like what has happened right now. So, yeah, so, that is how it's happening. So, it's super cool to hear that, you know, somehow or the other, you all are making operations work. What I want to know before we start off into, you know, what roles you all play as a team, how your whole tenure went since we've got like three captains here right now. I want to know the origin story of steer racing. Uh, maybe Bharat can get, you know, tell us about that. Because I think I read about it. You guys started off in 2016. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Okay. So when we started style racing, I mean, this, there was no visibility. I will actually start a team yet. So mm -hmm. when I joined my first year, so we had a couple of seniors who had started this team for a Baha uh, project called uh, Prototype here. Mm -hmm. So what happened was in that project, um, the seniors also, like we had a lot of issues, constraints with the funding and uh, um, time, most importantly time. So because of that, the project slowly fizzled out. And I was like, I was actually kind of, I do not know, sad or pissed or whatever, but I was like, dude, okay, fine. Let me take matters into my own hands. Let me see if I can do something about it. And uh, we, I have, we had like a couple of, uh, we, a couple of guys from our same section itself. We were there and we, we had same interests. Like he was also into cars and he actually had a lot of hands-on experience with it as well. Um, and as for me, like my background, like I was into cars for a very long time from, I think, I think my passion goes way back to when I was like three years, four years old and I was following cars. And back then, I think uh, it was no internet and all like this is the auto car magazine was like the coolest thing, right? Like my uh, parents and my uncle, like my uncle just changed a lot of cars and my parents like support a lot of magazines. And because of these, like my fuel was passionate. And the same thing, I joined engineering and this thing happened and that kind of ignited the fire in me and like, let's start this. And uh, just like a, know how initially we thought uh, what was our name first name we thought of was apparently netvo motorsport 
and I'm actually glad we didn't go with it at X uh, Stier more. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, from there on. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but um, let's get into the logo and the name of Stier. What does it represent? Uh-huh. How did you all come up with it? Uh, yeah. So what happened was, um, so once we just fizzled out, we were like left with a project where we didn't have any fabrication experience as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was ended at the uh, design center when he started to get this matter on the one hand. We're like, okay, let's do something. And I do not know that bull was kind of very interesting and kind of a slight source was that the Lamborghini's logo has that so much passion or that anger in like not anger is a very negative term, but that that passion was there and we seemed really well mm-hmm. and uh, we started researching and we started reading here and there what logo and all that and the, uh, in the summer we arrived to Steyr, we started googling bull in different languages we just realized bull is a nice term I started googling it in different languages Steyr is like uh, native German for bull so okay. yeah that's how we came across the name and then um, my friends dad was going to graphic design and he suggested like let's go with this logo accordingly and like a neat framework and yeah it was like a really nice template like a silhouette and looks really nice yeah so that's like the coming up that's that's great to hear coming to Pranav since you actually led the team from 2019 to 2020 the most recent year so um on the lines of the recent competitions you all competed in how did they go was it your first can you give us an idea on that Okay, so uh, we did participate in uh, 2019 Formula Bharat and Formula Green as well. But mm-hmm. 2020 was a really kick-ass year for us because uh, we, uh, in Formula Bharat, we were placed fifth. And uh, this was pretty good for a second-year team considering that we are from doing EV, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they, there were a, a few problems regarding the electrical side of things. But we had got into a place where we knew that we could... Uh, uh, definitely cross uh, limits from there and achieve whatever we wanted to. We got that kind of confidence in our pocket, and that confidence was there and again uh, uh, then uh, restored to us after Formula Green because we uh, we did, we won the whole competition. We won the overall first place in Formula Green, uh, and uh, uh, being a second-year team, uh, the judges were very happy with our design. So what we aimed for was. Uh, that our car, even though it it doesn't have exotic things like carbon fiber and stuff like that, it it has to be a fully functioning and functional and very uh, uh, very well uh, designed car. That was our main thing. So that 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 was the fundamental from which we wanted to step our whole uh, story on, and and that brought us success by uh, showing us that we can win the first place by concentrating on the details, and we were very happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, since I just dropped off, it's completely fine. But uh, you said before we just started, you said 38 member team, right? Yeah. yeah. So I want to know, like, how did you manage to get other kids to like sign up? Because I know sometimes it might seem easy because it's a college, it's an engineering college. There's always people interested, but it's a whole different thing, you know, convincing people to believe in what you're trying to do competing, you know, convincing them to put in the work. I know a lot of karting teams or e-karting teams who actually work uh, a lot late in the night, right? I don't know if you all have, but yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Y
So I mean, actually, when we started, like we started from a go kart. So we have go, we built ourselves up from a go kart team. So our first project, once I told you that Bahar dropped off, we we took up a the NKRC competition, mm-hmm. and that was like a first taste of what an event felt like. We were a twenty-one member team, and some of there was some quiz competition, and yeah, that quiz apparently we won that quiz. I never expected. Okay. So the the virtual is in like some deserted part of indoors. It's hot. It's really bad. And all of us had left. We were in there. We we're like, hey man, we are not going to win anything. Let's go. Let's pack off. And then uh, some guy I made friends with there just called the place. You won. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of started giving us momentum slowly, slowly. Then once like when I started, I like I always wanted to do Formula Soul. I knew what Formula Soul is capable of, mm-hmm. and kind of like I wanted to envision that slowly this thing. But the thing there is we needed people people i think without people i don't think we can make things work and there 21 people go kart might sound a lot for a go kart team but then we realized every person has a value so slowly we started realizing we need to increase our resources so when we started formula student right um i think at one point we had uh, 45 active members 45 active members and eventually at the end of the event like at the end of the event it fizzled out on 40 so that was an amazing task and we were our main thing was just like dude you want to learn we are also doing it for the first time yeah. let's learn together like i was asked uh, philosophy is simple when you had to get people in and it was not just mechanical alone we had people from all other branches we had people from ec we had people from cs iso and that's kind of how we got in like a pool of like 40 people to get working in the project wow. yeah and to answer your uh, initial question uh, we used to have uh, many meets only for this reason so uh, once once you're a team is not just about like designing and fabricating right so you got to plan for your recruitment so we we uh, we know which time of the year the students come in we have meets accordingly in order for us to get the hands on the best one because the the teams only as good as its as its people right as the teammates so uh, so we we did extensive planning on how to you know the biggest challenge was how to convey what type of a team we are through mm-hmm. posters to so many colleges so uh, so we had to sit and plan for those things we had a sponsorship team we had a, a team which would help in this recruitment and that's that's how about i mean we experimented a few things which might have not worked out but yeah we got uh, a pretty good turnout in the end yeah wow fantastic to hear um you all mentioned just now that you all shifted from karting to electric right how did that shift work out did your college really you know back you for it basically college never interfered with what we were doing they oh, wow. kind of gave us like uh, um flexibility to do whatever you want That's and cool. they were like oh you guys are doing it oh nice good keep it up okay. only thing they still pleasure at the end when they started realizing we actually are doing the job is when us the competition come on go on push it then win the competition you guys are good go on so <laughs> that was something like that's when he started feeling the heat from the college but yeah shift from go karting to uh, formula student was like a really big shift and kind of like it was also a big hit on my ego as well i mean i'm just telling that because i mean whenever we did it we did the go kart as an ic engine go kart but we shifted all together to formula student electric and i'm i'm really strong petrol head i always love cars which drive make noise and i think it resonate to all of us here Yep. and that shift from there to electric was like a big bump on my ego but that was an opportunity where we could have a really good chance to like establish ourselves or like prove that we are also equally competent because there were this was like a level playing field where everything is going to start from scratch and in india that was happening for the first time uh with 
with the IC engine part, there were teams with 15, 20 years of experience who are going to get a lot of their heritage and things to the field, right? Mm-hmm. And with electric, it was like a playing field. Like we had like, yes, man, this is us. We have one chance to pull it and we, we took that up. So that drift was like very interesting to all of us. And uh, also to uh, second Bharat's point, uh, it was not only a shift from uh, CV to electric, but it was a shift from a few parts to inventory, which we had to like, I, I mean, label with different code names and because you have that many nuts and bolts and you want to be organized because money doesn't come free, right? Our sponsors have worked a lot for that money that they, they're giving us and trusting us with. So we came up with a system on how to uh, organize things properly, how to uh, keep the things like the motor and battery in a safe and good condition so that they can be used for consecutive years and stuff like that. So we learned also resource management and planning and uh, I mean, we really owe it to the sponsors. They they really stepped up and helped us with procuring these components so yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, like uh, everything was like neatly coded. Like each thing meant that we created our own coding system, and Whoa. that was something nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna get to that actually. Obviously, I think a lot of us, you know, from the third person point of view, what we don't understand that running a karting team or being part of a karting team includes, you know, many roles to be played. Not only on the you know engineer standpoint, but also on the business standpoint, like getting sponsors, convincing them. So I want to know how y'all you know went about it, and did y'all have help from college, or was it like you know y'all went out there in the mud, dirt, and you know hunted for sponsors? I know a lot of them are like actual part manufacturers. I know they've taken an interest in the whole karting uh, network in India and actually going out and sponsoring teams. So I just want to know the sponsors you all have aligned with. How did you all do it? So most of our, this thing was like getting out in the mud and getting a lot of sponsors because the budget itself was so big and we couldn't, the college like, oh man, you're new. You have no credibility. Why, why should we think uh, what, what grounds you have for us to give you something? But at least college helped us out and like they had a suit, all these, like the, the driver equipment, right? They had it in place and college supported us with the driver equipment so we didn't have to go all the way to buy because the driver equipment also the things they never factored in which would actually cost a bomb i did not yeah. know this would cost so much okay yeah and and yeah and that's where college helped in like at sign you build some more credibility we will give you more support but right now this is what we want. we'll give you driver equipment build a credibility then we'll give get back to you most of it is on the mud we hunted sponsors and uh, thank god for Pena, dude that's an amazing place uh, and that never disappoints us <laughs> anytime. <laughs> so we had a lot of our sponsors from Pina itself and um, a couple of uh, sponsors also came via cold calls we never expected. Oh. And we just asked them, yeah, we're doing this for the first time, we're a new team and all that. And we never expected that people actually, I mean, I do not know, I was a little cynical about a lot of people, mm-hmm. but um, this project kind of opened a entire dimension. We're like, oh yeah, people do help you. Mm-hmm. On a more, uh, you know, on the lines of being more recent in the 2019 to 2020 years when you broke triumph, when you were like heading the team, um, what was the attitude of the sponsors? Like, what do they look for? Like, what do they expect from you when they sign okay. you? Okay. See, so basically, this is the way that we start every session on sponsorship. Mm-hmm. We say, they're not going to give you your money just like that, right? So even though they're they're giving you money without money in return or goods in return, 
they want to who they know is going to deliver so the 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 presentation that you give them the uh, it can be in 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 a form of a ppt or in form of a brochure or a document or or anything that, that of that sort but you got to be clear in what you're going to use the money for they need to know where the money is going and that's that's like i would say half of the problem uh, right there because uh, uh they they really want to support engineers uh, we have we were we've got support from ace designers and pinya who have machined a lot of parts for us and uh, machined our uprights for two consecutive years. We've got support from Nimble who bought the whole motor for us. And this was only possible because we were very organized and clear in what we wanted and uh, where we are going to spend their money. If they're going to give us a part, we'll tell them how much it's worth and where we are going to put the part and how it's going to help us, the technical parts, of the technical details of the part. But if they're going to give us money, we're going to give them a correct account of where we are going to place the money and for what good reason we are going to do that so uh, being as much as uh, the the the, the ref- uh, how clear you are reflects in how uh, much they want to give you so that that's how we went about it yeah just wow. adding to pranav's point that's pretty surprising like we never expected a lot of these concept companies look out for like uh, are you learning anything out of this project is it going to help you like we wouldn't you would you'd be surprised how many companies like oh what did you guys learn here that was your first question in our any even our in our initial sponsorship meet what will you learn here at the end when you after the event when you went back and like what would what have you learned what is it here i've learned like that was pretty impressive you know i expected because they're most business people and like we can start concerning them or they start thinking this but like it's very good of our most sponsors they were very concerned about what we are learning here what are takeaways here and that was pretty interesting Wow. Now I'm taken aback. Actually, like actual manufacturing companies, they actually care about what we learn instead of uh, actual monetization standpoint. That's great. Uh, Kevin, you got anything for them? Questions, wise? Yeah, yeah. It was really good to know about the team and how you function as a team. But I just want to get into the specifics of the design per se, if I may. That is. Um, so yeah, you guys spoke about how you know you you get sponsors, uh, sponsors to sponsor you, and you, they even give you the whole motor itself. So do you just guys like you know put the motor there, put all the electric circuits there, and just bang, go out to the track the next day, or do you actually do a little more R and D and you know testing and what what? The, no, how does it go about? Like, so so this whole this whole uh, car that we are building is is a coalition of so many parts, and and when these mating parts come into existence, you got to do uh, a lot of research on the the accuracy, the may the precision of how they mate and whether it, there is no interference and stuff like that so when they give us the motor uh, a lot goes into uh, a lot of data goes into we take the data sheet of every zip tag that we use because it's required by the uh, rule book to, for us to produce a data sheet and this helps mm-hmm. us in a lot of manners because we get to know the weight of the motor how that's going to affect the cg of the car and uh, how how to plan off uh, on the drive train of the motor uh to the uh, uh differential and the placement of it calculations of that and only then decide uh, and and one of the most important parts like just because you took motor i'm continuing with that example but sure, sure, yeah. uh, um a motor has a lot of uh, pull to it so we need to give proper supports in order for it to be mounted properly onto the car and mm-hmm. uh, we do these things in uh, before we put 
put the motor into the car or any other component for that matter for it to not have any other so if you don't do these things it's going to like bite you in the ass later so that's going to yeah, be a true. problem so yeah and another thing is like if you think about an engine right you can kind of get a get a curve out of it with a motor it's it's a little more different the curve is like it just goes up and just hits flat and like you have a, like okay. a flat curve there it's not like like if you've seen any engine curve it increases so you're talking about the torque curve is it yeah the power and torque curves yeah. they go up and they have a curve and then once you hit a peak here it just yeah from one point it hits a flat curve like i mean uh, nice. too straight there but like yeah it hits a saturation <laughs> point very quick and it's just very different thing what you can think about and just another thing was like a controller and a motor right like they have a set definitions but we are putting it on our car entirely new and the way the uh, simple things like the tractive effort also changes and we'll have to again retune the controller to bring it in line so that we get the enough tractive effort or like sufficient effort for us to make the move so that was something very interesting for us to take up ahead and like, even though we might think it's just a plug and play i mean initially that's what we thought it was and it mm. never turned out how it always is yeah Actually, yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. Like, what is the magic behind that instant torque that EV cars give that you know gasoline cars are not able to deliver? You know, you get that kick in your kick in the pants as soon as you floor it. What's the magic behind that? Again, so I talked about the curve, right? So here the uh, the point here is the power. There's no delay in the power generation, right? The moving parts are very less in a motor. Okay. If you've seen a motor to an IC engine, from an IC engine, if you think about I'm just being very, very abstract here. The right. power gets in, the uh, cylinders move, then the cam moves, and the, then the power is generated, then the power is multiplied, then goes to your gearbox, then it comes out. In okay. a motor, it's very less. The moving parts are very less. So okay. the, the advantage there is your losses are minimal. Nice. So that's nice. So, so you guys get the motor and stuff uh, like now in a traditional IC engine. So if I want to make an IC engine go faster, I I take off the head, I shave the head, and I port and polish and I do all that stuff. Is that is that anything remotely similar or possible with an electric motor as well? Mm. Just to bump up that power more. Bump bit. up that power generally like a, a motor has like a band like a voltage and a current band, right? Yeah. So you play with the voltage and the power. majorly like yeah. again um, there are a lot of i mean i am a little rusty on my technical yeah, no worries yeah. there are a lot of uh, um, like coils now which cause like the uh, flux and then that causes the rotation right uh, okay. there you the, the easiest tweak you can do is increase the windings like um, okay. if you remember your um, um, engineering first year electrical right it tells <laughs> down to yeah. those basics itself but uh, yeah again, I'm rusty on this part. Just like tweaking yeah. the windings or increasing the core, uh, all these things kind of like can help you tweak the motor. And uh, also to add some more light to what you asked, uh, uh, in order to generate a more power and stuff for that, a uh, very another very important component, as you know, is the battery. So the chemistry of the battery can be varied. Uh, we can couple a different chem a battery or a different chemistry with the motor to check. if it's better and it saves weight so that that's always uh, an important aspect in going at in going faster so we can uh, play around the battery uh, chemistry as well so that's what i wanted to say nice okay that's that's fantastic to hear from the technical point of view kevin's a uh, expert on it <laughs> we're too hard to hit that as well um come i've got two more things uh, to ask 
the both of you all, kind of unrelated to karting, but more on the automotive enthusiast standpoint, uh, viewpoint. Um, but before that, do you all have like anything specific you all wanted to talk about? Um, or you all wanted to share out to automotive enthusiasts? Um, I mean, I, if, if you're okay with it, I don't want, I, I do want to talk about the recent shifts in F1. What do you guys think about like the F1 moves and the F1 ahead? And is the it going to go shift into esports? The, uh, the driver market or esports? Because that's kind of dabbling with two different topics. That's it. Driver market, yeah. Driver market is a much more interesting topic, according to me, because there's yeah. a lot that's happened in a span of a day, and you never expected like soup, 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 soup. The market moved. For sure. So I think, yeah, I think yeah. we can talk about the driver market for a couple of minutes if you guys don't mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, a little context on that, because uh, I think Kevin's a little on the surface with Formula One only. Uh, so Sebastian Vettel, who used to drive for Ferrari, is out of contract and will be leaving at the end of the year, along with uh, Carlos Sainz, who's moving from McLaren to Ferrari, um, as well as Daniel Ricciardo, who's moving from Renault to McLaren. From, okay, to be honest, I kind of lean towards Ferrari. Um, maybe they're trying out what, uh, you know, a couple of other teams, junior teams are trying, which is get in young talent and see how they perform. I'm pretty sure everyone's, you know, looking at Max Verstappen and holding him on a pedestal. Uh, other than that, I think Daniel Ricciardo, good stuff. I don't think he would have really pushed forward in Renault. I don't think Renault's at that point. They're still building as a team. Uh, Carlos Sainz, you know, good for him. But pressures which come along with being a Ferrari driver will determine really how he can perform. Because being a Ferrari driver, there are a lot of things. If you really, yeah. you know, research and understand um, what happens in the background, of being a Ferrari driver, the prestige of the brand and everything. So, yeah. But on a winning standpoint, on the sporting standpoint, was letting go of Vittel good? We'll find out, clearly, depending on where he goes or if he doesn't go anywhere and decides to retire. Other than that, um, if you didn't know, a couple of contests before I ask you what you all think about it. Uh, the day Vittel left uh, Ferrari, the stock price of Formula One dipped by $90 million. So I think that pretty much speaks the opinion of the public. Yeah. What about y'all? Where do y'all, you know, from a Formula One standpoint, who do y'all support? Who do y'all like? I mean, I've been into Ferrari since Schumacher's era. So I've been following Ferrari from then. So I have a loyalty to that team. Uh, and slowly, based on the drivers who come in i start shift i also start liking on how they're taken up and Vettel was really good with the team but i think he uh i don't know because this is a similar situation when he faces ricardo in red bull and he was kind of eager and getting out when he was faced with a really good chance he likes being the number one he likes being the favorite uh but yeah i mean Vettel, i think it wasn't easy for them tough choice because leclerc is not gonna be uh, easy guy to go up against. You know, yes, we saw it clearly in Singapore. We saw it in Belgium. We saw it in Italy how he's performed in his debut year with Ferrari. And I think Vettel, but I wouldn't want him to retire. I just wanted, I just wanted to win another championship with Ferrari at least. Yeah. Just he deserves one more chance, man. Well, for sure. Uh, what about you, Prana? Who do you? Who are you? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ferrari to be honest. Uh, but. Uh, but definitely, 
really amazed by the technology that Mercedes is, Mercedes is coming out with. And uh, the way that cars are performing uh, is something to be really looked at. It's there like the pinnacle of most racing. And to be honest, uh, there are 20 drivers on the grid and and they, are, they have to be extremely special in order to be 20 drivers racing in Formula 1. So there, there is uh, no, no doubt whatsoever that every driver is really good. But uh, now as for uh, making the move from uh, Vettel to Sands, I think... Uh, I stand by your point that they need some fresh young talent. Uh, it would probably take a year to, I mean, half a year or a little more than that to get into the car and, you know, see what really is going on and handle it in a suitable manner, as as would any other driver. But uh, I think it was a good move by Ferrari to do that. Yeah. Cool. Looks like, uh, is the whole steer racing team a bunch of Ferrari fans or do you have a couple of Mercedes kids? In we it? have a couple no, of Mercedes and yeah. like, back and forth like that's like, like one of yeah. our meets oh bro after every day she used to call up and gang up on each other and oh don't see how okay yeah Hamilton messed up or uh, Metal messed up though Metal messed up was a lot of things recently but yeah, we used to have a lot of arguments there we have a lot of customers tying, tying the two uh, together I would like to say that um, so that's that's really, really far away from what we're doing. We used to take a lot of inspiration from what goes on there and try to incorporate it into our team and grow as a team together because few principles that they follow uh, like are really noteworthy and very good to, um, uh, to propel the team forward. So mm-hmm. that, that helped us. Talking about that helped us and also inspired us to an extent. Of course, like using that, you know, using them as your North Star, even though uh, whether or not you're actually competing in a little version of Formula 1 really helps. Um, Another thing, one last thing before we get off, I wanted to ask you is, if you didn't know we are engineers too, I mean, we went to engineering colleges, our college didn't have a a racing team. So one piece of advice to those watching who are automotive enthusiasts, who really, you know, would love to be part of a karting team, would like to start one. Since you all are a young team, and you all might clearly understand the, uh, you know, walking in the, tre- you know, down in the trenches of just starting a team. What are the things they really need to remember before starting one? Okay. Uh, I, I mean, Bharat is a better person to answer the question, but I just want to put in one point that um, there, there'll be, I mean, if, if nobody's starting a team, you might as well go ahead and do it because I'm telling you uh, from a person who has been a part of a team where we've had many, Many times where we thought that we won't get the car ready or we can't go to the competition, we don't have, don't have enough time, we don't have enough money. But, but just if, if you just work together as a team, and I, I know that this is something that everybody says, but it makes a lot of difference if you uh, pull in people that you know and work together as a team, then you're just going to like crush those things and get ahead with it. I'll um, a lot of misconception that people think about when they're starting a team is the money factor. Actually, it's not the money factor, it's the time factor always when you start a team. And because that time, right, like today, tomorrow, day after, you do not know visibility of what's going to happen. Every day you have to stay there, be there, persevere, everything you're going to go ahead. And you will may not have support initially, but like, I think what we, when, from what experience I got, like there every single day trying to we were just shooting arrows in the dark initially. 
from there we start getting a direction and you will still get a direction and we are always happy to help out any any or uh, team who is starting new or like need help we are always he- ready to help uh, the thing is like we also had a lot of help from our team who started this and at community together and that's that's how it slowly builds up and thing or like given advices don't give up you might face it as a difficulty today or tomorrow but give it time give it a month's time give it a month or two's time you will get there and you will slowly get people the thing is if you stay motivated like the easiest way to stay motivated is to always think back when you started the team go back and think why you started the team and if want to when you feel like giving up go back and think why you started this and always that gives you a lot of energy to get get going and, and it's never too late to start it's never too late to start our go kart team though we started like 6 months it came to shape in the last 2 to 3 months before the event right like anything can happen overnight anything can happen in a long time also so never wait for anything like it's your time you can do it you always have to make it happen nobody is going to come and give it to you on a golden platter wonderful for a wait and the podcast It was really, really nice talking to y'all. It was really unfortunate we couldn't have a few words with Hassan. I'm guessing he had like an internet connection problem. For sure, we'll you know sit down and talk a little more about stuff in the future. We never even got to Formula E, uh, so I'm pretty sure y'all have your own opinions on that. Yeah. So until then, thank you so much for joining us, Steer Racing. I wish you nothing but the best for the competitions to come, and hopefully we actually meet in person once the whole lockdown's done. Good. I am yeah. waiting for the people to Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, so Thank you much, Kevin for having Thank us. Thanks guys. Bye.